0: everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Claire. Michelle, how are you tonight? I am doing well. How are you tonight? I'm really well, except we've been waiting for our guest to call in, and if he doesn't, then we will be talking to Jesse James and Billy the Kid ourselves. So that's another way to <laughs> okay. handle this show. Because <laughs> we don't have any problems finding people on the other side, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: They always show up. <laughs> they they always
0: show up because they love to talk to us. So, anyways, we'll see what happens with Daniel. But we did leave him a couple messages, and we're still waiting to hear. So we'll see what happens. But you, you're you going to be traveling. You're going to be doing some exciting stuff, so do tell. What are you up to?
1: Yeah. Well, this month I've got um, in-person events up in Scottsdale. So if you're in the Phoenix area, that's on Saturday. And then I've got online things, my individual readings. But then in August I will be doing the Helping Parents Heal conference here in Phoenix at the Wild Horse Pass Sheraton. And so that will be amazing. It's already sold out and we're expecting a 1,000 people. And then wow. a couple of weeks after that, August 31st, I will be headed to Salt Lake City and I will be doing the IANS um, conference up there and I will be moderating a panel and presenting. So, you know, August is going to be an exciting month with travel and fun and new friends and new faces. And what is the conference that you're going to be attending and also moderating for? What's the name of it? IANS, I-A-N-D-S, and that's a, yeah, that one's for, that. Yeah, for what after is that? yeah, it's for after life um, studies, like near-death experiences and all of those things, so it will be really quite phenomenal, we'll have some amazing speakers there, and it, and it starts on the um, 31st of August, and it will go, I believe, until September 4th, and IANS stands for the International Association for Near-Death Studies. So you can find that on their website, and it'll tell you about who all of their their keynote speakers are, who will be there. You'll be able to see a schedule of what's coming up. And um, it's just a really neat group, and it's amazing because you have all of these people connecting um, over these amazing experiences that they've had. And I think it takes away some of the uh maybe fear that some people have about dying uh and also some it gives you just that comfort and like wait I got there and I saw grandma and I got there and I was told this and you know it just it's really a beautiful thing
0: gosh it sounds so
1: exciting i'm sure you have a lot of attendees then huh that come to this yeah i'm not sure exactly how many they're expecting for for the iams one but um, I think it's about, it will be done via Zoom, too. So it's actually going to be in person in Salt Lake City. Oh. But if you can't get there, you can actually sign up to the conference and do it all via Zoom, too.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's, I love that. There's so much flexibility when you don't have to actually get on a plane and go there that you can just tune in via your computer or your, your iPhone or whatever. It makes it so much easier. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yes, I'm that, so excited. That is great.
1: That is great. Yes.
0: Well, I want to also you know, tell everybody. it's always
1: everybody, wonderful to meet. Yeah, it's
0: wonderful to meet kindred spirits, right? Well, yeah, especially now, you know, because people had gotten so isolated and then so divided. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice when you find your people and you can get mm-hmm. together with them and just enjoy their company. And it's people of like mind. So right. it's great it's great to have people mm-hmm. like mine. Yes, I like that. And so I wanted to let everybody know who our guest is next week. Now, next week, it is the author Gregory Little, and his book is Origins of the Gods. We are also going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, of which very little is known, and that's Gobekli Tepe, that is located in Turkey, and it is I think it's over 10,000 years old is what they're saying. And nobody can quite figure out what it is and who made it and why it got covered over. I mean, literally covered over. So it's there's just wow. so many mysteries about, around Gobekli Tepe. And it's been one of my favorite sites to explore psychically because, again, nobody really understands what it is. And archaeologists have been befuddled about this for a long time. So... I have a little group. We go in and take a look at all this stuff, and Gobekli Tepe has been very, very interesting to delve into from another perspective. So we'll have him on the show next week, and then I wanted to tell everybody the week after is when we're having Romy Bueller back, our favorite animal communicator. And you know, she did a great job with your dogs, right? She
1: did. Yes, I absolutely enjoyed our time with her.
0: Yes, and she's just right on the money and also is a holistic coach. So she can help with any questions you may have about your animal's health, about their diet. She has some really good ideas on, on food, which is such a confusing thing right now because it seems like manufacturers and boutique stores and I don't know who are coming up with a new dog food every day. And I know I'm mm-hmm. confused by it. So I know you were going to look into changing your food for Penny. Did you find one that you like?
1: You know, I haven't found one yet that I'm um, sold on. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a work in process. And then you might find one that looks great or sounds great, and then the dog doesn't like it or eat it, and that doesn't work either. So I, it's, it's I've a fine tuning happen it it
0: is really difficult. I know. You know, mine is so picky, anyways. But I've I've tried all these foods, and he hates every one of them. So I'm I'm really anxious to see which one you get for Penny, being of the same breed. Maybe mine will like it too. So be sure to tell me when you find it. Okay. <laughs> but everybody, please go to Romy's. Facebook page, Romy Bueller, B-U-H-L-E-R, and give her a like and a follow because she's going to be doing some Facebook Lives, and you want to be alerted so that if you can join in, you can get your questions answered also by Romy, and that's free. I mean, that's really wonderful that she's doing this just for... No money, just to help people out with their pets. And even if you have a wild animal pet, she's very happy to speak with that pet. Or if you have a racehorse, she just talked to, what is the name of that horse that just won that very big race? And nobody expected him to win. Something striped, I don't know. Right? Yes, uh, I do know his I name. It's so, in the yeah. back of my mind somewhere. But anyways, she had a conversation with this horse. And it was—it really was fascinating because the horse said he didn't really care that much about winning. He just wanted to win that day. So, no. <laughs> he, she said some horses are just live and breathe to race, but he's now one of them. So mm-hmm. anyways, the, the conversation, I think I posted it on our uh, Facebook page also, Supernatural Girls. So be sure you go there and take a look at it. She she was had she had a delightful conversation with this horse. And it sounds exactly like what he would say. Given his history. Right. Nobody expected him to win. So anyways right. uh, she's <laughs> she's just great. She's just great with all these all these animals that we love. And so again, she will be back with us on the twenty second of June. So make sure you tune in for that. She'll be doing live readings for people. So make sure you get your questions ready. I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. So our guest still has not shown up naughty naughty. So anyways, (laughs) we will go ahead and start having a conversation with the people we were going to talk to anyways, with or without Daniel Duke. Now, just so you know who Daniel Duke is, he is the author of a new book and it's called Secret History of the Wild Wild West, Outlaws, Secret Societies, and the Hidden Agenda of the Elites. So apparently these uh, these outlaws, Jesse James, Billy the Kid, and many others, they had quite an effect on everything that was going on at the time, not just for the fact that they were uh, robbing banks and things like that, but they were into some pretty pretty interesting other stuff now jesse they have proof that he faked Mm -hmm. his own death and now they also have proof that billy the kid did the same thing so Hmm. apparently uh jesse and billy the kid continued their friendship when they changed their identities as they got older they were still in contact with each other So we were hoping to have Daniel here to explain more about that. But it's fascinating to me that they could do this. Now, of course, back then there was no DNA. There was no, I mean, there was really uh, not a lot of science to figure out if this person was really the person who died. And they just did it based on how the person looked. And does this look like him? Okay, then that's fine. That's who it is. So, As it turns out, it wasn't Jesse James who died that day. Apparently, uh, there was a story about the person who was killed was dusting off a photograph and was shot from behind. And then they said, oh, it had to be Jesse James, but it wasn't. And Billy the Kid, a similar shooting occurred, and everybody said it was Billy the Kid, but it wasn't Billy the Kid. So these two guys Hmm. are pretty smart, I mean to to change even back then to change your identity is no easy feat because you, you might think that you're always going to run into somebody who might recognize you. So mm-hmm. anyways, Jesse lived a long time and I'll we'll have to eventually maybe talk to Daniel about how long Jesse lived but I think he lived up into his 90s. So after all of his time wow. as an outlaw, he all he wanted was a normal life. That's all he wanted, Wow! and he finally got that for himself, but last time when Daniel was on the show, we had a couple of ghost hunters on, and I asked them to talk to Jesse. They didn't get anything, so Mm -hmm. as it turns out, Daniel is the great-great-grandson of Jesse. I'm a cousin of Jesse, so... I started talking, and Jesse started talking back, and we had a great conversation, and the funniest thing he said was that his children in his second family drove him more crazy than any of the other gang members ever did, so I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was great, and he also talked about how much he loved his whiskey, and Daniel did say that was absolutely true. He kept a case of it under his bed. So he loved his whiskey, and the kids drove him nuts. That that was my takeaway <laughs> from the conversation. But what, what an interesting person. And then he showed up here quite a few times. Um, it was nice to see him, and it was, it was a very comfortable exchange. As you know, I don't like to, in general, talk to people who have passed um, cause I don't find it all that interesting, but I found him very interesting, right. very yeah. interesting. So, and I've never talked to Billy the kid. Have you? I have
1: not. No.
0: So, but you know, let's I think
1: see. you should try tonight. I think you should.
0: I think we should <laughs> try. I think,
1: well, let's both
0: try. <laughs> I don't know if I have any connection with Billy. <laughs> I know I do with Jesse, but
1: I don't know about Billy. He's uh he's a different kind of,
0: of outlaw. So anyway, a different energy, um, but
1: you guys have you have Jesse in common, so he'll probably help guide you through that.
0: Yeah, well, I'm hoping you'll be chiming in because I'm not picking up on okay. Billy, but I'm, Jesse is very protective kind of a person also. So he's good to have a friend from the other side. And I'm thinking we should also invite him in on our little group where we meet and do American Skull every week and talk to a lot of different entities, but I think he might enjoy that also. But mm-hmm. he's a, he was a sensitive person, even mm-hmm. though he was an outlaw. He he was a sensitive person. Apparently started out with a, a very sickly, kind of a frail childhood, and mm-hmm. then... Went on from there, but anyways, let's see if either one of us can tune into these guys, these out, famous outlaws, and see what they have to say tonight. And by the way, your your great great grandson—I don't know where the hell he is, but he's not here yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you can light a fire under
0: him, Jesse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> could you
1: could you get him to call in tonight? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know, Patricia. I'm not getting much right now. Okay, so here's what I'm getting
0: about Jesse and Billy the Kid because they're coming in together. And okay, what I feel uh, is there was a a nice camaraderie with the two of them. I mean, if if they were <clears throat> alive today, my sense of the two of them is they would have been uh, very close, maybe inseparable as friends. They understood each other, but they were very different from each other at the same time. They had very distinct personalities and very different personalities. But they had a mutual respect for each other, and neither Mm -hmm. one of them really, really enjoyed the life of an outlaw. Always being hunted, always feeling like they had to look over their shoulder. Um, always feeling like they would never be accepted. You know that was their big concern. I'll right. never, I'll never be accepted. Both of them shared that, and and that's why you know they said it's why they both faked their deaths so that they could finally mm-hmm. have a life, finally. And there's yeah. talk about treasure buried somewhere too. Okay, you guys want to tell us where it is?
1: Yeah, exactly. I- <laughs> We'd like off to of know, the air, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Really? Um, let's see, what else do they have to say? Something about the railroad. Um, I don't, don't quite pick it up, but there is something something they wanted to say about the railroad. And of course, that was the big way of of uh, going from one place to another. They robbed a lot of railroad um, railroads, I'm sure, in their careers mm-hmm. as outlaws. But you know, I don't see them as particularly Selfish, you know. Like I don't see that. I said more with Billy than I do with Jesse. But mm-hmm. they weren't Robin Hoods either, right? Except for for <laughs> right. for one one event that I do remember Daniel talking about, where there was somebody. The bank was a widow. The bank was was putting the screws to, and uh, Jesse robbed the bank and gave the woman the money so she could keep her house, which was pretty cool. So so that there is. was that. That was a nice act of generosity. And, you know, there were probably many more that we just never heard about because it wasn't like people were following them around and, and cataloging what they were doing. They just didn't do that kind of thing back then. So, uh, anyways, what we heard was that. And, and I was very encouraged about that, to hear that there was, you know, some goodness that came out of all of this. And maybe... Maybe they weren't that bad after all, so mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly they they both went on to live normal lives, and as far as i know the the outlaw side was was never revisited. It wasn't something that either one of them really wanted right so That's what
1: I'm getting, yeah, I mean, and I think too some I'm just getting some feelings like I'm getting a very brotherly bond between the two of them. I'm also wanting to say I feel like they take care of their own. So the, the, the kind of what you said earlier, it's protective, or they're protective, but I feel like they really want to take care of the people in their
0: circle too. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, like a tight, there's that tight bond that friends could be family. You know, that's the feeling mm-hmm. that I, I have with them both. That They didn't have to be blood relatives to be family with these two guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it wasn't really all about the money either. It was no, I think more some about of it was
1: about the sport, the sport of it, right? It was a it yeah. Was, there was part of it that was an adventure and a sport almost, where it was kind of like, oh, here comes the challenge. Let's see what we can do here.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like putting it over on these people, because even mm-hmm. back then, according to Daniel's new book, these bank and these politicians, it sounds like they're almost as dirty as the ones we have here now. Probably. So, Yeah, yeah. so it was like they were getting won over on on these people that were controlling the money and the laws and I'm sure taking bribes and, and doing all the stuff that we see here today that we're absolutely appalled by. But <clears throat> it was happening back then. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we need these two back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think Keep we need to get this toast, straightened right? out. Yeah, we need Jesse and Billy to come back and let's clean house. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing that I'm, I'm picking up on. As you mentioned, the sport. And it was also, yeah, you know, these people that had power back then didn't deserve to have it. A lot of them didn't deserve to have it at all, and they abused it. So. Surprise!
1: Surprise. Mhm. That's very interesting because it's kind of been that story throughout a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, what's, you think about that, we're as people,
0: there is some great flaw that must run through our race that that people just end up on the greedy side of all of this. Like I was just. Hearing today that, uh, what's her name, Pelosi's husband, who got arrested for drunk driving, the charges have already been
1: dropped. Yeah. How is that possible? (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, well, because.
1: (laughs) They're the elite. (laughs) Because
0: Those rules don't apply to them, apparently. Now, I heard that. I don't know if it's true or not, but I wouldn't be surprised by it given everything else they've gotten away with as well as some other people that are uh known for doing things that <clears throat> have no repercussions. So apparently this again was happening in the wild, wild west. Mhm. So you would think here's yeah. a chance to start over. You know, here's the wild west. I mean there's it's you know, anything can go. But why why have that corruption? You know, why that that theme that runs through everything, that horrible corruption where people get drunk with power and all they want is control and money. It's just, it's really sad. And we wonder why mm-hmm. ETs haven't made a formal introduction to us as people. Well, I know they have privately, but it's still at the same time. It's like, look at what we do. It's just not good.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, negative energy here. Yeah.
0: Yep. So anyways, I'm I'm just I'm feeling a lot more compassion for both of them in living mm-hmm. in the time that they did, and I have a lot more admiration from, for them living the way they did because they certainly did give up a lot. <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand is they gave up a lot as outlaws and yet they were able to find a creative way to get their lives back and live a normal, in quotes, life. So right. so much to these these guys, so much to them. And it's too bad Daniel, I don't know where he is, but too bad he didn't call in tonight so he could tell us the rest of the story. I'll try to call him one more time and see if I can reach mm-hmm. him in the universe. Let's see where he in is. In the universe Let's
1: somewhere.
0: See. He's, he's got to be in the cosmos somewhere.
1: <laughs> right. I was going to say maybe he got kidnapped by ETs. I don't know. He was a bad. I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> goodness.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I will let you talk a little bit while I just try to reach him. So, have you had anything exciting happen lately with any of your clients? Why don't you go ahead and share Uh, that while I'm trying to find him.
1: Right, exactly. Well, I always have exciting things happen with my clients because it's always fun to connect to the spirit world and see the messages that their loved ones and their angels and their life guides are coming in with for them. So, I mean... Every day is a new adventure and I never know what the message is that the person's going to get, but it's always beautiful. And it's always about this connection and this love that will continue on whether their people are still connected to their bodies or not. So it's really a, a beautiful thing. I will tell you, I have had more people coming in recently asking for more psychic type readings. So I think people are kind of, at this halfway through the year mark and they want to see, you know, what's coming up in the second half of 2022 for them and what does the beginning of 2023 look like, which is crazy that we're already talking about that. But people are starting to get interested in their own futures. And here's the other thing. People have really started, a lot of them, to shift course. And it might not necessarily be with a job on the outside. It would also be with maybe a spiritual opening or a growth or wanting to connect more with their own soul, their own spirit, their own guidance and direction. So I'm actually seeing a lot of people in this beautiful space of opening up to the next level, whether that's then spiritually, mentally, or physically. That's great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of
0: the other things I'm watching is all of this energy technology that's coming out and mm-hmm. like the other day i was reading about this new technology it's uh some type of a a wave frequency that you can actually um like take and wear on your 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 arm or your your heart or whatever and it takes care of pain it takes care of all kinds of different things so it's i mean again i can see this movement to something better um, but mm-hmm. it's in the baby stages, you know. It's it's in the infant. It's yeah. in the infancy, not in a a bigger place where I totally trust every single thing that's coming out. That's new energy medicine, you know. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. one of them, the Tesla coil. I tried this little Tesla coil thing, and I didn't have this, the experience that I I certainly hoped for. But anyways, uh, there are other technologies that are are coming out that are that have potential, and I'll be sure to let you guys know if I come across any of them that are actually doing what they say they're going to do. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. And But I think that's all Absolutely. a part of it. We need new technology. We need new types of medicine. We need new types of energy that's been suppressed for so many years. So I know Bob Luca, Betty's husband, Betty Andreessen's husband, she, he worked at a facility that had – uh, new technology for engines. And they were so excited about it that then one day they all went to work and they were given their last paycheck and they said it's closing. And the government mm. came and basically bought everything out and said, you're done. You don't want this technology wow. to be used. Yeah. And that was years ago. It's like, gosh, you know, this new technology has been available. But anytime anybody tries to bring it forward, there's an issue. So that's mm-hmm. not good. That's not good for us. It's there, it's ready to be used, but there's quite a bit in the way. So, but with our consciousness, right. we can keep removing the blocks like you're experiencing with your clients. People are ready to push those blocks out of the way and find, you know, a new a new way to be. And that's wonderful. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and I think a lot of that is actually available to most people right now in the quantum realm because I do believe in the quantum realm they're already healing with light and frequency and color and all of these different, you know, um, tools, and because we are souls, we have the ability to access that quantum realm right here, right now. Right. Well, I'm all for it. I think it's
0: great. (laughs) I really do. That's what we need, uh, because looking around at the reality we're facing is, is unpleasant, and that's putting it mildly. So, anyways, that, that is really, uh, that's a real, a real shame for all of us that have been wanting a better life and seeing the potential but not being able to reach it. So, right. anyways, yes.
1: Tell me a little so, bit about this American skull thing that you were talking about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Tell me. I tell about you. that you. I don't know much about it.
0: Well, let's see. How many years ago was it? The number of years ago. <laughs> I was at for being specific. <laughs> uh, I had Robin Foy on the show. Now Robin is a medium located mm-hmm. in the UK, and he is—he's married to another medium. So he and his wife started a group called the Skull Group and they invited mm-hmm. other mediums to join them and they uh, they basically met three times a week which is quite a big commitment so mm-hmm. they worked together three times a week and there's a movie that was done about them, and it's called um, The Afterlife Investigations on YouTube. It's free. It's about an hour and a half long, and I highly recommend it. So it um, basically documents everything they were able to do. They were able to take Polaroid film unopened in a package, put it in the center of the table, and they could open it after the session, and there would be photographs on it. And these are clear photographs. There would be angel sigils. There would be uh, photos of ETs, photos of strange lands that you knew were not here on this planet. So Mm
1: -hmm. they
0: did amazing things. They had full-body apparitions. They, They had a team of people on the other side that they worked with. So that team was very powerful, and Robin's team Mm -hmm. was very powerful. So that's how they were able to come together and do this work. So they manifested things that nobody else has been able to do. It was incredible. I mean, watch the film, and you will see what they they did. So anyways, what a lot of people don't know about what happened was after five years of this, there was another group like them but in the future that group Hmm. was trying to reach and connect with Robin's group and that's when a time lord showed up and the time lord said to them no more if these two groups connect it will disrupt the entire flow of time you can't do it so He basically said, we're cutting you off from your team on the other side. You can no longer work with Oh, my goodness. Well, they were devastated. These were their friends. You know, they had developed Mm -hmm. this very close bond with these people on the other side. And now they were being told they couldn't communicate with them anymore. It was over. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they tried anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and they every time they tried, they would just hear this loud shrieking noise, and it would disrupt their ability to tune in. So that was the end of it. Now, I didn't know any of this. The first time I interviewed Robin, three nights before the interview, they all showed up in my bedroom. And I was like, oh, Nice to meet you. I could not understand why they were coming, you know. And then I realized they were looking to work with somebody else because they couldn't work with Robin and his group anymore. So, uh, anyways, that's what happened. The Time Lord said, nope, we're done, and this is it because it's too dangerous, and the next thing that happens will be we'll make a big mess of everything. You can't do it anymore anymore. So they stopped with that group. Now uh, Robin and his wife moved to Spain. They started another group, and I, I guess they found another team that they're working with. I have yet to talk to Robin about his new work. But that's mm-hmm. the Skull Group. And, again, the name of the film is called The Afterlife Investigations. It is so worth watching. It's fantastic. It will blow your mind in what they were able to do. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. And they never went through guides either. Yeah, they never went through guides. Mm -hmm. They just went direct to the entities that they were working with, and Mm -hmm. that's how they did it. So it was amazing, amazing work. And then I was Mm. privileged to be introduced to it, and I worked with uh, Becky Andreasen as one of the mediums when she was alive, and Helene Olsen when she was alive. Both of them died, and now both of them are on our team on the other side. That's amazing.
1: So you are carrying on the work.
0: I'm trying.
1: <laughs> so anyways, mm-hmm. yes.
0: <laughs> and and we've gotten some really interesting information and some really interesting photographs and connections with all kinds of entities. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's great to continue to do this. It really is. And who knows, someday we may have a, a breakthrough as big as what, uh, the UK Skull Group did I mean their stuff where do you see it I just can't even put it in words it's so exciting because I mean, you know when you can see something on film it just makes all mm-hmm. the difference in the world and they yeah. had the psychical research team from the UK involved they, were, they took it very seriously but you know it's so fascinating to me and kind of sad that none of that has really been reported on here in the United States See you didn't know right. about it. And mm. yet you're a medium, you'd think every medium here should know about this because Robin's group did something so incredible. But it was never really uh disseminated as a news story or anything else. So they kept it pretty quiet. Not not Robin, but the media kept it really quiet. Mhm. I don't yeah. know why. Very but interesting. They did. It is. It is. I'll be yeah. very, very interested to hear what you think of the movie, being a medium yourself and, and what they accomplished.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think one of the things about mediumship is I always tell, like my friends and my clients, if you see a medium and they make it look easy, they're a really good medium because there's a lot going on in that moment. I mean, they're holding their vibration. They're connecting with spirit on the other side they are translating the information that they're getting because not all mediums get information the same way. So I think people tend to think it's like they're on the phone with Spirit World and they're telling them what to say, but that's not how a lot of mediums get their information. So it's, it's very interesting to see groups of mediums work together uh, because they are most likely getting their information in different ways, but it, it proves the accuracy of it or it gives it a more complete picture. Yeah, and it's also
0: interesting that with Robin's group, you know, they would do a lot of, at the beginning, a a lot of singing, anything to lift up the vibration to a happiness place. And Mm -hmm. I, I will tell you that in one session that I did, one of the people got very afraid because the mantis showed up. And she was very afraid of them. And I'll tell you what, they didn't come back for a long time. So Mm -hmm. it really does, you know, if you're scared, you're sending out a vibration that's so uncomfortable for anybody else. So they don't come back, but they did finally return, but it it took them a while. I was really upset. (laughs) It's like, it's great when they show (laughs) up and they're friendly, but, you know, if somebody has a fear reaction, it really stops right then and there. Right And do you find that with people when you're doing readings, if they get scared, what happens?
1: Um, I don't usually, I actually don't think I've ever had anyone feel fearful. Um, I have had people say like, stop, you're freaking me out. How do you know that? That's so accurate. You know what I mean? With that type of energy, but not literally pure fear, more just kind of like, how do you know that? That's amazing that you know that. I'm like, I don't know that. That's what your loved ones are telling me. Um right so but I do believe right if I if so people's energy affects everyone in the situation around them. So if I have a client that comes in and is very closed off or, or fearful or whatever energetically that is, um, it does make it a little bit of a harder read because I'm trying to cut through their vibration to get to where I need to go to get the information that they need. Whereas if I have another person come in and they're really open and in a light, playful energy, okay, what do you have for me today? Oh, wow. We can just like shoot up 10 stories in one second because it the energy goes um, high and fast. So it does. Wow. A, a person's energy really affects it. So I could see in a group like that, if one person got very upset or um, freaked out, it would affect everyone to some extent.
0: Well, it affected the visitors. That's what mm-hmm. it affected. And, and that really surprised me because I thought, well, why would they be affected by it? But they are. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. They they just went, okay, forget this, <laughs> and I tailed it out yeah. of there. Well,
1: so they yeah. probably, honestly, felt like it was a place where they were welcome, and then they were like, oh, gosh, we're not welcome. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, somebody's I mean, having an attack respect. here. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh, yeah. So I'll keep everybody aware. I mean, if anything really stupendous happens, if there's some big event, I will definitely report back on it. Uh, but it is it's an adventure it's an adventure and a half mm-hmm. and the some of the photographs that we've gotten are are quite amazing so I'll just put them all together I put some of them out already but <clears throat> anyways you never know who's going to show up when we do our sessions you never know who's going to be there but uh we have a few regulars and we have now mm-hmm. the UK team is there just came back the UK team came back like a couple weeks ago so they're now involved on a weekly basis so we'll see what happens it'll be fun yeah that's for sure on that team well we i started out with let's see one two three and then we had some deaths of course and then Mm -hmm. george lugo and i just worked together the two of us and now i just have i have one other lady and myself and but you know who wanted Mm -hmm. to join us in this This is Romy. (coughs) so Romy no. is going to give it a try and see if she mm-hmm. uh, she can get involved, if she likes it. We'll see. You're always invited too yeah. by the way. I just know you're busy. Oh, well, you're thank you. Buzzing around oh, everywhere. <laughs> I know, That's you are this sure. busy, but you're always invited. So standing invitation. Well thank you.
1: Oh. <laughs> yes. Thank you.
0: Well, you're welcome. Well, look, everybody, it doesn't look like Daniel is going to make an appearance this evening. So, apologies, and uh, he will be punished <laughs> 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 by Jesse and Billy both. So, <laughs> there you go. We'll try to get keep him back. Up
1: all night. <laughs> they
0: will, and I'll make sure of that. And so, anyways, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and close the show for now. And uh, again, apologies if you came to listen to Daniel, but he just didn't wasn't able to make it for whatever reason. We hope he's okay. So, uh, anyhow, we'll we'll catch up with him and we'll let you know what happened. But you guys have a great night tonight and next week. Go Beckley Teppe, and the origins of the gods. So, until then, everybody. We'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night.
1: Thanks for listening. Tune in next week
0: for another radio adventure with
1: Supernatural.